0: On this Tuesday afternoon, nine minutes past two o'clock, and I'd like to welcome back on the program, Andrew Dambina. Andrew, great to speak to you today. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine on this bright day. Looking out the window certainly brings a smile to my face. You're mocking me. Oh, sorry. We don't have a window sorry, I anymore. Rub it in. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You, yeah. Know you know it. But, but, but we're in a new studio. For, for those of our listeners, I'm sure you've heard it many times from, from various presenters already. We're all talking about the brand new shiny studio. But you can head on over to uh, my Facebook page, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. And I've posted a picture about two weeks ago. Um, perhaps i should make a video and give us the grand tour i mean it's not big but it's 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 humble um and and why ever
1: not how
0: how many (laughs) square feet would you say this was
1: um probably about 300 um uh, maybe no maybe not 300 i was gonna say less
0: than 100
1: 80
0: yeah it's about yeah about 80
1: it's I big, could get a job, bigger with than... being a, I could be an estate agent, couldn't I, if I think oh, that's 300 square feet.
0: I know, it's bigger than my living room, that's for sure. <laughs> and, and I know yeah. my living room is definitely not 300 well, square feet.
1: <laughs> it looks a lot more spacious since a lot of uh, old stuff got removed that was no longer really being used, isn't it? I think
0: you're right. So, I think it's because there's yeah. less clutter. Anyway, on with today's show. Um, yeah. I-, I saw you, you sent me heaps of pictures.
1: I've sent you a few, unlabeled as ever, deliberately. <laughs> Interesting. We'll talk through them, Doreen.
0: Yes, please. Yeah. Where should we begin?
1: Yeah. Well, we'll begin with... Uh, so I've got four things to talk about. The first one, no pictures. So don't try and get any clues before I start speaking on this one. Um, it's, um, I don't always refer to uh, um, awards by local publications. Um, I haven't really mentioned this one before. It's the fourth Time Out magazine, Hong Kong Bar Awards, that were announced just a week ago. And so... I thought we could just uh, find out what's been hot, Noreen. According to them, it year.
0: sounds good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so it's been going since uh, 2018, and they've just added uh, a whole bunch of different categories this time, uh, as well as getting some industry people who are um, who are also in uh, drinks making people who are making local micro-brews and spirits. So they've got some other people to judge some of the uh, criteria in this. And it was held in the, uh, in I haven't been there for a while, Zuma, Hong Kong, which is a really, like, I mean, that is wow, a kind of... a fancy, yeah. It is fan- fancy schmancy. We went and there for uh,
0: cocktails one time, years and years ago, radio. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? That's right. Yeah.
1: I do. Yeah. yeah, that was a long time ago. Plus, a Long time ago, also, yeah, I do remember that very well. Now that you mentioned it, that was really good fun. That was, a, that was like over 10 years ago, wasn't it? That's and nice. uh, and also, um, I did interview the then head barman for this very um report for a Tuesday report. His name, a bit a bit difficult to pronounce, is Arcagus Ryback, mm. and he used to be the ex uh, well, he's, he's now the ex Azuma head barman, but he is now. The one of two head bar people, I won't say barman, I'll say bar people, and there's a reason for that. One of them is female and the other one is him, um, at the winner of the best bar in Hong Kong 2021, according to Time Out magazine. And that was Dark Side, which is in the Rosewood Hotel in Jim Um So they won the, uh, the prize, and it went to them because it had revamped itself after it went through a period of closure during um, when there were restrictions put on bars that weren't allowed to open. It revamped its whole menu and rejigged its uh, format in interior-wise a little bit. And it relaunched some months ago with something that it calls Forgotten Classics and also with some uh, a concept section of drinks that are moon inspired i suppose that's because it calls itself the dark side so it sort of thought it was a bit tongue-in-cheek with that plus it champions eco cocktails which are using locally sourced ingredients to put in their blenders and mixers and shakers Um, and it also does bring in what it calls eco spirits so these are made with low energy and low waste technology, it's championing some of those. So I like, I like the idea of some of what it's uh, about there. And, um, yeah, it's ma- it, so it does have a also a, uh, a male and female head bar person or people. And uh, so one of them is the uh, Arcadius Ryback that I just mentioned, and the other one um, is Simone Rossi. And she took another award in the list of Time Out Awards, as well as... Uh, the, uh, the bar that they work out getting the best bar, she got the best um, bar manager. So she's co-manager, really, but, but she took that title as well. So she's done very well indeed. Very well best indeed, bart- yeah. Yeah, best bartender of 2021. The Especially because it's quite too,
0: male-dominated. Is it quite a male-dominated yeah. industry?
1: It is. Yeah. it is, it is. There are there – are, it's changing a bit, but, yes, I would say it's still massively 80%, I would say, at least, uh, maybe more. So that's that's actually – it's the same, same situation as with chefs. And uh, one thing that I have mentioned before, because it's kind of up there for questioning, is that in one of the big lists that I've mentioned in the past um, uh, years – there's, there's the Michelin Guide, then there's also the 50 Best Restaurants, who also do the 50 Best Bars of Asia and uh, out of the world. Um, but um, but the, the, that group of best um, lists, they always do top female chef and bartender. And so um, I remember us I talking about this before. I, I asked the question, uh, you know, should there even be? I, of course, it brings to... It brings home this question which you just asked about what is the gender balance between male and female in the uh, bartending industry. And then I went on to talk about chefing as well. Um, But uh, but I think somehow it seems a little bit patronizing almost to give a a top uh, female chef award. Um, because it's it, it, you I mentioned think that, that before. Because yeah, we shouldn't I did, distinguish.
0: Yeah. I mean, a good chef is a good chef. Well, that, Doesn't matter.
1: What, yeah. Yeah. That's what. That's what I think. And you know, it, 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 these days, while there may well be some imbalances, and there can be some some trumpeting in the right areas about that, I'm not sure that giving a best female award in either of those two. Areas of food and
0: drink is the right thing to do. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I take your point, Andrew. Yeah, and, mm. and that makes sense because a good chef is a good chef. Doesn't matter <laughs> on an equal footing. On yeah. equal footing, but but the trouble is because they're just because it's so disproportionate. The yeah. um, they're just like you said, 80-20, um, mm. The ratio of eighty yeah. percent male versus twenty percent male. It's hard for the female chefs to then have that breakthrough. Um, yeah. In that sort of setting, yeah, but I, I think mean, that
1: it's was the thinking. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it was meant to be a positive platform. I'm just not sure it's kind of, you know, as it should be. But anyway, that's just yeah. my opinion. But uh, back to the timeout list. Um, uh, I'll just. I'm only really going to mention two more things out of it because it's a massive list. But the runner-up prize was went to uh, a place called um, Mizanara, uh, Mizanara slash the Library, which is a a so-called hidden bar, Japanese bar in Wan Chai, which is known for a big um, whiskey, Japanese whiskey selection, but it also does some interesting sort of side things, a bit sort of out-of-the-box stuff. It does, um, it collaborates with an art gallery to do, to fuse together the art of making, you know, interesting-looking cocktails with art. And it's used some of the... Curator and the artist's input to make cocktails, you know, with a, with a flourish or a look that is that an artist has, has been involved in making to make it look like this or that. They might have said, I'd prefer a bit more of a fuchsia colored flower as a garnish rather than the yellow one that you were offering or something like that, you know. And it's, that's the Wamono Art Gallery that they're working with uh, Mizunara at the library. That was an interesting concept, isn't it?
0: Sorry, Andrew, cut out there, my headphones. Oh,
1: Say that sorry, again. OK. Did you, did, you, did you, if you heard the collaboration that I was, that I was mentioning uh, that this bar does with an art gallery to make the cocktails with um, the creative inputs of an artist, I think that's just a really interesting bit of crossover, isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, totally up your alley. A bit of yeah. uh, Tuesday and artsing around.
1: Yeah, yeah, mash-up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, or a blend in a cocktail A blend. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, The very last one that I'll mention from this bartender uh, that got a big mention as a runner-up behind Simone Rossi that I mentioned before was um, uh, Devenda um, Seigal, who is from the Mandarin Oriental new bar called Aubrey's. Mm. And um, he went for really sort of conventional, big, big Mandarin Oriental, you know, very conventional classic drinks but uh he i didn't send you a picture of him very smart a suited guy so um there there you go the, the the winner was a female for the bartender so um gender equality getting there in that list yes. i'm going to move on popping over to the uk now from hong kong uh for a news report that came out in the guardian newspaper a few days ago and it's about how leading up to christmas and the festive season in the uk christmas and new year restaurant kitchen staff shortages are really serious. Small restaurants, uh, cafes and bakeries, even really small-scale operations have been offering £1,000 sign-on bonuses. Um, it was just reported a few days ago. Wow. That is why is that? 10, are people, people not Hong wanting Kong to
0: dollars. work? Or are people getting sick? Or why, why is there it, such it, a shortage?
1: Yeah, well, it's, uh, the new phenomenon is uh, because people are not so keen on taking uh, jobs in kitchens as the Omicron Uh, variant is kind of bubbling up a little bit Um, but also the uh, it's not a totally new thing because the Guardian spoke to people from the employment website Indeed which you might know it's international Mm. um, who said that uh, the number of posts in the hospitality industry has um um, has gone up fivefold since the end of May this year because there is a big shortage of people wow. that want to do it and the other reason is um, uh, that in not not always in the head positions but in the uh, kitchen staff positions is that uh, brexit has had an effect on draining some of the staff that would have been pre- that had previously been from other parts of europe
0: yeah that's and, uh, right cuz when i yeah. yeah when i was um, back in the day when i was a student in mm. the uk um I, I worked at a restaurant before and many of my colleagues were from um, eastern europe i mean some were yeah. from ukraine and and mm. poland um yeah you oh.
1: had a you, you, is that is that where i remember when we worked together full time you you used to quote your uh, a good Magda, Polish friend and when she yeah, would used that, to
0: say you have right (laughs)
1: Exactly. Was that from the restaurant uh, when you worked, when you did a bit of student restaurant work?
0: You have right. Ah. So Magda would used to say, well, instead of you are right, she would used to say, you have right. And it it was a. Noreen
1: found this uh, to the listener. A note to the listener. Noreen found this incredibly funny. It was funny the first once or twice, but Noreen found it endlessly funny. I'll it's been it's
0: been with me ever <laughs> yeah. since I, yeah every <laughs> yeah. time I, I want to agree with someone I have to say you have right
1: yeah and that explained the, the reason behind it yeah <laughs> right but yeah, so. that
0: makes sense Brexit because then maybe some of the workers don't want to stay in the UK and maybe find opportunities elsewhere in, in other parts of Europe.
1: Yeah, that's 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 true. Um, for for the uh, back of house, the kitchen, non-head chef type positions, mm-hmm. um, sign-on fees were reported as being commonly five hundred pounds, so just over five thousand Hong dollars, just to take a job. Um, but for some of the even more upscale uh, current. Um, signing on bonuses and I mean of course this is the top end Harry's Bar in Mayfair um, is offering £2,500 to, uh, to sign on but uh, um, for that's, for, that's for the head chef uh, while a, a bistro chain um, is offering £2,000 sign-ons for more than one of its uh, bistro restaurants. Bistro, you know, I mean, they're kind of casual. They can, they can still be pricey depending on the area that they're in. And so, yeah, it is. It's Omicron that's really had a lot to do with this, as I said, the, uh, um, the employment agencies have been saying. Uh, they quoted in this article the operations director of one bakery who said that he has lost 30% of his staff in the last year and uh, they've been having to offer between five hundred pounds and one thousand for all positions in the kitchen, in uh, in a bakery. I mean, that's you know, it's it's, it's it's really surprising. I think from us in this part of the world where we haven't heard of any of this sort no, of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to another story uh the uh this is about now one of the pictures that i sent to you has uh some workers of a very well-known coffee chain that has outlets here in hong kong originally from america uh beginning with the letter s <laughs> but i know we don't like to mention brands too much so uh it's um it's it's about the um, union yeah oh, Have you heard about it yeah. you know about it already well well yeah. yeah i've
0: heard about it, but yeah please explain it more
1: right well, so um, Starbucks. Whoops, I said it. Workers have been the first to successfully unionise, and it's in the state, uh, it's in New York State, in Buffalo, for um, for workers in one individual store to come together to be able to get through issues or types of conversations that uh, a group of staff would have more power talking about with an employer for each outlet, because they are franchised, as they are here, and so they need to get together, otherwise they felt that they would be ignored. And three different Buffalo um, area Starbucks cafes have all uh, applied at the same time. At the time, uh, a few days ago, that this article came out, one had come through, the others were pending to find out, but encouraged by the fact that these uh low-paid and often neglected workers had who had not had their voices heard were doing this all of the other Starbucks in Buffalo also have now applied <laughs> so so it and, and it could be of course that if this goes well that, the, uh, that that brand is going to see the rest of their, their uh, cafes doing it and then possibly it could spread to other restaurant groups to give more say in how things are running or if there's dissatisfaction that can be addressed more strongly in numbers by working uh, unions. So that was, that was, that was interesting, that a bit of, bit of power to the worker. Exactly. I was surprised America. to
0: hear that they didn't have a union. I was just under the uh, impression that it was... Yeah. Well, Well, the the trouble is, yeah, I mean, they're
1: they're franchised individually, so they have to be taken case by case. So it's a little bit fragmented, more difficult, and therefore people haven't been bothered to put in the time and effort to do it. But now they are. And they'll take encouragement from each other as they get approved. Solidarity. (laughs) yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So Mexican wave effect. Um, And uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, and I sent you pictures, um, these are the last pictures that I sent, Norina. all about the same person. One of them looks like a middle-aged Asian woman, greying hair um, with a a great big smile. And um, it's about, and the other one is her, there's a picture of a tractor. She's one of the small kids in a black and white photo on a tractor. It's about a woman who was born in rural Thailand who went on via Hong Kong where she met her husband um, she worked in Hong Kong for 18 years, met a husband here in Hong Kong, and then she opened her own little Thai, um, cafe, uh, in, in Wan Chai, you know, where there's a little Thai street of, uh, of people. She, um, her name now after she married is, uh, Safin Moore, and she has opened more than 20 outlets of selling, uh, selling Thai food in London across and 30 across the UK so it was a little profile that I came across on all of that happening and they only moved back to London from Hong Kong in 2006 all of a sudden now, they're now wow. she now co-owns That's with like her so husband. many
0: restaurants in, in, six, in seven years time
1: um, Two thousand
0: and six. Oh, sorry, a bigger part, I thought sixteen. Sorry, yeah. bigger okay. Yeah, I'm not great
1: at maths myself. So, but it's but I think it's it's a bit it's a bit less than twenty years, isn't it? Yeah, about 25 twenty five-ish. Wow. <laughs> so. So, uh, all, all of this was originally set up in, uh, around the Spitalfields area. I Don't know if you know that in East London. It's become an extremely trendy mm-hmm. area. It used to be a kind of no-go, rough area of East London, but is now, um, Brick Lane runs down one end of it, which has become trendified. Um, and, um, yeah, that, that they started off by buying a cafe that existed there which was kind of what would be called in the UK a greasy spoon meaning that it would uh, serve bacon sandwiches and overly strong stewed tea and uh, they kept the name of what it was originally they've kept the outdoor shutters it was called Rosa's Cafe I sent you a picture of that Noreen and uh, it's uh it looks like a, a real kind of Georgian uh or Edwardian I should say um uh, windows and sort of a typical old London frontage, shop front and uh, yeah, from there they got so successful that they started opening one after the other and it had a snowball effect, a nice story they're all over every part of London from uh, south to north and west, I, I won't make, give them a whole list of names of places because they might mean nothing to a lot of the listeners, a lot of your listeners Noreen um, but uh, a good success story and yeah. that really kind of wraps it up from uh, from me today. <laughs> ah. Andrew, if you had yeah. to open
0: a restaurant, what 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 kind of cuisine would you would you have? I mean, um, mm. Saffin's is Thai cuisine, and that's always going to be yeah. popular because it's just yeah. so yeah, yeah, so so, so diverse well, from noodles to rice to satay, and it makes me hungry thinking
1: about Thai food. Mm, yeah, actually, me too. I haven't had lunch yet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I I always wanted years ago to have a, um, an art. Art Gallery Cafe with a pool table in it. Oh, and uh, that was my... Nice. Yeah, that that, that, that that was my dream. Uh, hard to realise it uh, as a media worker on the kind of salary that media workers make in Hong Kong that's very expensive for, for land and rental. So, uh, yeah, it remains a kind of a vague, hazy dream that I sometimes recall when asked <laughs> questions like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. it's still time to realise your dream. We'll, we'll, we'll put our heads together. You never know. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for your time today and I look forward to more chats with you uh, next week. Thank you so much. So much for your time. Bye for now.
1: Okay, nice to speak. Bye for